Just before Thanksgiving with the Skeleton Crew, all by my lonesome. Not really. I got some awesome guys in the back over there. Hey, it's a good show. We're going to talk about Turkey of the Year. It could be me. It could be anybody in trucking, actually. Um, We're going to take a trip around the industry to see how drivers are celebrating the holiday. We're going to meet XBO spinoff RXO, their brokerage arm. I've been really curious about that myself. This month, I think they really officially kick things off. And uh, they're big. They have like 7,000 employees. We'll be talking to them, seeing uh, what that's all about. Alan Adler, he's coming on. He's going to riff with me about the state of autonomous and electric trucks. Some things heating up, right? Tesla's supposed to get Pepsi. Those semis, we'll see if that's going to happen. Back to Truck Up guys are here too to talk about driver perspective during the holidays. We're going to look at the trailer for a new trucking arm wrestling movie. Did they remake Over the Top? I sure hope not. It's going to have a lot to live up to. Um, There's also a couple tweets I just wanted to put out there really quick. These are... uh, these will make um, Thanksgiving dinner a little hard to stomach, and I'm sorry for that. But this one is from Lisa Abramowicz. She says, U.S. retailers face a tough holiday season. After adjusting for inflation, seasonal sales are likely to fall 1.2%, the first decline since 2009. Not a great year. Um, and that's from SNP Global Market Intelligence. Flexport's Ryan Peterson, he says it's looking increasingly likely that there will be a potential U.S. rail strike, which would cause major disruptions throughout the supply chain. 35 to 40 percent of all ocean containers move by rail. There is not enough trucking capacity to make up for all that loss. So that's a scary situation. Keep your eyes on that one. And uh, here's one for you. Alleged hot dog vendor Turf War has raised questions, has raised questions about street vendor enforcement. I guess if you're in San Diego, be careful when you're buying your hot dog. Stick to Costco, stick to the dollar fifty. Because you go by Petco Park, apparently these uh, vendors have been stabbing each other over who has the right to the turf. Very scary stuff indeed. All right, we're going to get to uh, Rachel Premack, and we'll get into some trucking news, but first we've got to tip the band. So Search Transition now offers digital autonomous load booking for our carrier partners. Visit loads.searchtranslation.com 24-7 to book loads at competitive market rates with the click of a button. Also, book it now through leading industry load boards. It's Rachel Premack. Rachel, how is your new air fryer treating you? I will never get an air fryer. It's never happening. Okay, why like why do you have this? Why are you coming out so hot about air fryers? Okay, so this is my issue is that so I it goes back goes back to some family family history. My dad's the one who taught me how to cook and do everything in, my, in the kitchen. My my mom cannot cook at all. So my dad's or I hope she's not watching this, but she's not much of a cook and she okay. <laughs> re happy to admit that. But my dad's a really good cook. And for some reason, he hates like kitchen gadgets. Like he'll never use even a salad spinner because it's like I can just wash it in the sink myself. I don't need another something else to do that. Uh, apple core. Like why would I use an apple core? I can just cut up the apple myself. So I think I'm still like indoctrinated with this belief that if you use an additional gadget or appliance to do something, it's like. Nope, you're not you're not a real cook. Like you're you're just getting swept up in the craze or what whatever on earth. 
Um, so but that's sometimes you, but Rachel, sometimes you just want to throw some thighs into the air fryer and just set the button. Like mine has two zones, right? You can put like the okay. potatoes in one and you can put the chicken or turkey oh. or whatever the hell it is you're frying in the other and you can set it and kind of forget it. But I'll say this, like they were really pumped up to me. And so far I've kind of found it. I've only added a week, but it's yeah. been a bit of a mixed bag. Well, I mean, can you do that with an oven, though? I mean, I guess the oven doesn't automatically turn off, so it's kind takes of longer different. longer a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it probably takes a little bit longer. But the other, I'm also, um, I'm also projecting here because I famously live in New York and I do not have the counter space for an um, air fryer. Yeah. So I even if I didn't want one. No, you know, I'm, I don't want it to end. Like, I have a soda stream under the sink. I've got a George Foreman grill, a bread maker. You know, I got all the crap under the sink. And what happens is it goes under the sink and then it never gets plugged back yeah. in again. Uh, yeah. But so, Rachel, though, we've been looking at a lot of stuff. We've been looking at uh, ACT research. We've been looking at the spot market. Are drivers going to be moving through Thanksgiving? But before we get to how drivers are moving now, let's take a trip back in time and look how, let's look at how drivers were moving in the past. I believe this video is from 1978. Roll the clip. For some drivers, Thanksgiving weekend is just another time on the road. Many truckers have spent the entire holiday working, and their only time out is in truck stops like this. This is the only family connection for many truckers who are away for months at a time. But phones are also a big part of their business. In fact, the pay phones at Truck Stops of America in Mesquite handle more calls a month than any other location in all of North and East Texas. Workers here say they go through about $1,500 in quarters each day. And phone company records show that an individual phone here averages more than 1,000 calls a month. I bet those phones thought they'd outlast those truck drivers, don't you, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting to think, you know, if I were trying to do my job in the late 70s, I, I basically couldn't. I couldn't call anyone because nowadays the way I connect with drivers is that, you know, maybe we start emailing or I connect with them on Facebook and I say, you know, what's your number? I'll give you a call. And then, you know, we can chat while they're driving. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of like technology that's definitely made worse or disrupted like the truck driver's life and the trucking culture but being able to call loved ones while you're driving whenever you want for for essentially for free that's definitely a benefit that's a good that's a good thing so you like i thought i saw you and gordon that video you don't lament the loss of the telephone room and the and the secrets lost there i know i know it looked kind of like you know when you get one phone call in a prison and it sort of looked like that yeah. ambience <laughs> and everything but yeah. you were out with gordon you were out with the truck driver recently how different was your experience being in a modern truck versus back in the day when you were literally doing all your communication at the stop well gord is a is you know home every night so not quite yeah. the same kind of situation where you're you know you got yeah use a payphone to to get in touch with loved ones back home but definitely um i i i have i i definitely think like a lot of the driver's day is now spent you know we can talk about elds and you know road facing cameras and all that but it's pretty cool that you know drivers can kind of like pick what podcasts they're going to listen to that day spend the day listening to things they actually want to listen to call up you know friends or family members or journalists at freightwaves.com if, if they're talking to me or any of our any of our other reporters. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it does obviously make it so that these uh, 
trucker radio stations aren't really a viable enterprise, or I mean, they are a viable enterprise still, but it's not really, I guess, the same culture where we're all listening to the same few radio stations and that we're talking about it at the, at the truck stop diner or restaurant. Definitely, definitely some element is lost there, but it is hard to see be like, oh, it's actually good that drivers have to spend like I would imagine that would end up being a lot of money spent every day, every week, just to like say hi to the kids or say hi to your to your significant other and, and whatnot. Let's see how drivers are spending the holidays. I think we have a holiday message here. Can you roll that one, Tanner? The intro? No? I'm excited. I don't know. I thought we would get it. The intro video? Can- <laughs> I just want to take my time out the day. Tell everyone, if you know a trucker, you are a trucker, whatever. Thank, thank a trucker, man, because uh, no, not all of us are going to be uh, grateful this week to get Thanksgiving off. Like these guys hauling food, these box trailers, refrigerated trailers, you know, delivering all your food, all your uh, your meat, your milk, all that shit. Thanksgiving food. He's, like this guy in front of me who could be hauling your Christmas goods. You know, fortunately, I'm, I'm grateful to have Thanksgiving and Friday off. So, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. But, uh, you know, other people are taking this whole week off vacation. I got to work. You know, man, I know a lot of other people work, too. But yeah, thank a trucker, man. We out here putting that work in to get, get you guys what you need. Your food, your supplies, everything. Hey, you heard it. Beep it. Yeah. Thank a trucker, man. Um, but will they be making that much money if they're running right now? You just put you just put an article recently about this AT, ACT research information. What was going on with that about the spot market? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been seeing more and more uh, trucking analysts and experts and research firms really starting to come around to this idea that freight waves has been Freight waves experts and analysts have been finding since the you know spring earlier this year. Um, more and more research for- firms are saying, "Oh wait, actually, you know, spot rates are way down." And in many cases, as uh, Act Research came out with uh, last week, uh, spot rates are below the costs in order to that that are required to run a trucking company. So it's just really challenging time right now for drivers where they're seeing their rates way down and they're also seeing costs way up, especially around diesel, but also around parts and insurance and all these other things that are required to to run a fleet. So yeah, what's happening as that chart shows is that spot rates are way down. And this is especially challenging for small carriers, small fleets, owner operators, because they're the ones most likely to be running on the spot market. Whereas, uh, Drivers for these large fleets, they're most most likely to be running on the contract market. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a really challenging time for small, uh, you know, small fleets and owner operators in particular because they're for sure. most exposed to the spot market and yeah. they don't get that you know same kind of diesel discount. That yeah, be be kind to your drivers out there if they're bringing your your stuff they're doing because they need to be able to afford that air fryer because of how bad these. Uh, these rates have tanked. Um, Rachel, you were just up in Canada doing a story on ELDs. It was in a modes that showed up in my inbox about an hour before we got on air. I have not had a chance to read it yet. Can you tease us on what people are going to find in their inbox? Yeah. So um, I went to Isaac Instruments, their, um, their big user conference. It was last week in Quebec. 
there was a lot of snow, which was fine because we were inside anyways. And it was interesting because I've I've written a lot about ELDs over the years, and I've heard especially from a lot of drivers who really dislike their ELDs. So I was interested in the chance to go to the conference of an ELD maker and see what see what their side of things are and what they're doing. And it seemed like the big boon, I guess, for drivers with ELDs is that they're monitoring your speed and the road conditions and all these sorts of things, which is obviously pretty disruptive and frustrating if you're a driver, especially if you've been driving for decades, you're a veteran, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you know, you know what you're doing. Um, on the other hand, it could exonerate you in the case of, you know, one of these lawsuits or nuclear verdicts. So that that was really kind of like the big plus, I guess, for this sort of technology in cabs going forward. But um, yeah, I was really trying to figure out like, what what are some of the pluses in terms of an ELD? And that was the big one I took away. Um, but definitely learned a lot about what these new technologies are looking like for drivers and Very what cool. to expect in the coming years. Cool. Yeah. Subscribe to Modes. You'll get it. Now, before I send you off to the holiday, Wheel of Stupid Trivia Questions. And I think you might actually get this one. You're having too much trouble with the question, with like the regular stupid question. So we will go trivia this time. Yeah, give, me, go. give me an easy one. You know what? In my head, I got this one wrong. I think you might get it right, though. What does the texting acronym SMH mean? Shake my head. You're right, but I use it as so much hate. I've like when I when I use that acronym, people what? online, I just want you to understand that I mean so much hate. I don't mean shake my head. Oh no. Oh, finally, I got something right. Now I can make fun of you. <laughs> okay. I mean, don't, but that's just I how I use it. That's what that's what the acronym means to me. Nope. Totally wrong. All right. Finally, well, I'm vindicated after all these months. <laughs> well, you can have a slice of pumpkin pie tomorrow, Rachel. You've earned it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Subscribe to Modes. Read about those ELDs, everybody. Maybe there is something good. Who knows? Rachel does. Maybe. Take care, Rachel. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanksgiving. Here come the birds, everybody. this truck fuck. All I know is it's cramped, but they said we supposed to be getting makeovers. Makeovers? Mm-hmm. Well, Ruffle Mocked up and said, call me Peacock. I thought Turkeline over there said they plan to cook us and make us food. Well, hey, she get on my nerves. Look at her. She look like she need a makeover. <laughs> what are you guys laughing at? We ain't laughing at nothing, Turkeline. You guys won't be laughing soon. Oh boy, here she go. They are back. Where they taking us, Turkeline? Well, well, well. I'm telling well. you, they're gonna get us. They're taking us to a plant right now. Turkeline, how you even know that? Cause my cousin left last year and I ain't heard nothing from her since. I tried contacting her on Featherbook oh. and he'll use Featherbook. Right, Gobblegram is where it's at. You all gonna see soon, so. All right, then let's get to Alan Adler over here, he's Detroit Bureau Chief over at Freight Waves. I laugh, but I wouldn't want to be one of those turkeys in that truck. Doesn't sound like they're heading anywhere. Good, Alan, how you doing? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. By the way, it's now Midwest Bureau Chief to you because I've moved. You see the panels behind me, you call it my dojo. Yes. They may or may not go on the wall. But they, you know, we moved. So okay. we are now in West Michigan. So therefore, um, I'm still Michigan-based. All right. Well, but, you, first of all, you better, a little inside baseball or freightways, you better apply for your life bonus because you'll get a couple of for moving. Thanks to you and Brian Strait, I got it. 
Smart yeah. man. It was Go a life change. Money. And it's really fun getting used to this. Huh? Hey, so you know what? I was I was down at Torque, and I wish you were with me last week because I had so many different questions. And, you know, when you talk to companies, they give you answers. And the people at Torque were great. They're not, like, overly pitchy about any of this kind of stuff. But it was really interesting. And one of the first things I noticed, and I was reading your newsletter from last week, and it was about eCascadias. And I know Cisco just got a bunch of eCascadias. But Torque is working on, on a Freightliner platform, their autonomous system, right? And it's on a diesel truck, Alan Adler. And one thing I found really interesting was the big uh, sort of, at least at this stage, there's a big uh, direction shift between where autonomous vehicles seem to be going and where electric vehicles seem to be going. Electric vehicles more for that short range where autonomous vehicles, their entire pitch is filling in that like middle long range mile. What are your thoughts on this space so far? Well, I think at this point, you don't have any electric-based uh, uh, autonomous trucks that are yeah. out there because uh, that's still a, a growing a growing business, right? I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're right that 200 miles roughly is sort of the range that you can go on an electric truck right now. That's why they're day cabs rather than sleepers, things like that. Of course, you know, when you talk about an autonomous truck, it has a sleeper because it needs a place for the compute system, not for your not for your bunk. Right. I mean, it, it's going to need to have all of that. And I've been in the torque truck as well. And uh, and it, it needs uh, it needs that room back there for, uh, uh, you know, for, for the compute system and, and other componentry. Um, it is interesting to me, though, that I've asked the question a number of times, you know, when will we see sort of electric trucks, especially in California, because they're not going to allow autonomous trucks, which they don't at all anyway right now. Yeah, uh, they're not going to allow them to run on diesel. Right. And so we do have that question of, you know, when will we see electric adoption? The answer I get most often, Dooner, is, hey, we can do it. The 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 uh, powertrain system really is, is is irrelevant to this. We can certainly do electric. I know that uh, PACAR, Peterbilt, is working on such a thing for you know the uh, for, for the truck they're working on with uh, with Aurora Technologies. Uh, that'll be the next generation. That's not now. Probably closer to the end of the decade. What do you so what do you think about the and it's hard to say right now because when you look at these trucks and I had the fortune of one gentleman who was with me is an autonomous vehicle podcaster is kind of an expert on all these sensors and he was able to help me get one of the answers that I couldn't get a clear one on from any of these autonomous companies, it's not just Torque. They all, none of them really want to tell you how much their sensors or their systems cost, right? They just will not give you that. So we went through, we just looked at what sensors were on there and we added them up. And it's about 500000 to $700,000 worth of sensors to keep these systems running. And that's why these companies keep saying, or at least Torque keeps saying, hey, look, we're not viable yet. We're building the viable product. We've got the OEM, but that's next decade. This is all pilots. Do you think the companies that don't think that way will survive to next decade? Well, you've got two things going on in autonomous trucking. You've got the torque model, which is to work with Freightliner. Obviously, they are, you know, torque is an independent subsidiary, although mostly owned by Daimler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Daimler also works with Waymo. And Waymo is doing a system essentially based on the same chassis and the redundancy that is important for braking and steering and things like that in autonomous trucks. They're doing it and they will sell it to all kinds of people. So in one sense, what you're seeing there is something very similar to Cummins where you know, Daimler makes engines through the Detroit uh, unit, through its Detroit unit, and it also buys Cummins engines. So now you've got 
Now you've got a Daimler through Torque essentially making a home product, if you will, a home-based product, and you have the option of buying at some point the Waymo system uh, for for an autonomous truck. So you have choices, and that's that's a, a thing that Daimler continues to push. It's interesting that next month they're going to do a thing during a big supplier conference in uh, sorry in January uh, in Las Vegas where they're going to I think for the first time talk about Waymo and Daimler and, and Torque at the same time. Uh, for the most part, there's been kind of a Chinese wall between the two. Uh, one doesn't really know what the other one's doing, and, and that's by design. But I wonder if that's starting to change a little bit. Interesting. What is going on, by the way, in China in the autonomous space? A lot of scandals coming out of there with Too Simple and stuff like that. Is that Should that make you weary if you're an investor? I think if you're too simple, one of the first things you're going to try to do, and of course, they've had a ton of boardroom drama that we've been writing about, and in some cases, you know, even broke the story. But, but I think I think one of the first things you have to watch for now with Too Simple is, is spinning off that Chinese unit that they have. It could be worth a billion dollars to their balance sheet. Uh, too Simple is one of the few autonomous companies right now, not counting Torque, which has all the Daimler money behind it. But uh, you know, one of the few companies that actually is viable in the sense of having a balance sheet with about a billion dollars on it right now. And then, you know, if they sell the Chinese unit, then of course they can, you know, uh, add some add some money to that. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to sort of extricate itself from China. I mean, it's two founders, while they are US citizens and Canadian citizens, um, you know, both have Chinese background. And Mo Chen, who's the the returning chairman now, uh, you know, has has got a business that's got uh, you know roots sort of in China, although based in Southern California. So too simple would be very smart to sort of get out of there. Plus, as another company, actually, it probably ends up becoming a Chinese company uh, because most of its backing comes from China. Interesting, interesting. Well, okay. Before I let you go, we've been seeing all these layoffs in tech. Who do you think is in trouble in uh, the autonomous and EV space as we end the year and move into next year? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not nice to name names here, no, but I'll do it anyway. I know, I know. I, I think, I think, as you look at companies uh, like Embark Truck, and uh, you know, is is one that I would have to, you know, suspect has some some issues in terms of uh, being able to stay in business for a long time because it's already had to do a one for twenty uh, stock split just to keep its listing on the Nasdaq. It, it fell under a dollar a share for a certain period of time. They, you know, did a one for twenty split, which is kind of a reverse stock split, and basically that built up the 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 price for a while. But now it's trending lower again, mm. so you can only do that, you know, one time really. I mean, there's not many other things you can do. I think they've got great technology. I think they're they're making great progress, and they they hit milestones along the way. But the but the honest truth is, I don't know if they can make it through this. Uh, through this particular economic downturn. Um, another company that, and again, it's important to note that Embark does not uh, have a system that is um, uh, that is built up through the bottom of a truck, through the chassis. It is uh, not bolt-on, but it is basically an add-on system and, uh, you know, plug-and-play, if you will. That's a different approach than what you saw at Torque and that than what's happening with, uh, uh, you know, Aurora Technologies, another company, quite honestly, that, you know, they've already talked about, you know, what's their future going to look like. They had to take a billion dollar write down on on their books because they just weren't making it, uh, you know, at the level they thought they would. So you've got a number of them that, that are on the bubble. I mean, Aurora could get sold. I think you're probably looking at a scenario similar to what we saw with LIDAR recently where Alster and uh, – uh, 
the long term, the long time uh, LIDAR company merged. Uh, I think you're going to see more of that. So a consolidation and a shakeout might be more likely than actual business failures. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I have a hard time disagreeing with you in light of all the, the news that we're seeing. I mean, some of the stuff is definitely coming. Uh, prepare yourself. None of us are immune, apparently. Um, before I let you go, wheel of stupid trivia question I got for you. And this one, you might have an unfair advantage. All right, let's see if you can get it. It's from the category science. It says, in 2017, what car company announced the world's first level three autonomous car system, which requires no human feet, hands, or eyes? Level three. What a loser position. I think it might have been, um, oh, they're out of Guangzhou, China, but I'm not sure I'm going to get the name. Uh I was there. I actually saw this at the Detroit Auto Show in 2017. Uh, no, I'm not going to get it for you, brother. Help All me. Right, they got they got rings as a logo. It's it's I uh, I was about to say Aldi. That's a grocery store. No, it's Audi. It was Audi who had the first Audi. Oh, now that's different. That's what I was saying. Level three. Level three is not very popular, Duner. By the way. Well, I know it's, that. I'm a, I'm, I'm aware. Just because you got the question wrong doesn't mean you have to talk bad about level three autonomous technology, Alan. Just, no, I'm just, just pointing it out. Just pointing it out. Have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> you want to wish anyone a happy Thanksgiving before I tell you to go home? I do. I, I want to okay. wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I want to okay. wish everybody, uh, all, uh, all of your all of your listeners and your viewers a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, it's great to you know, to be here, I think we're coming into a, an interesting time. Uh, you know, we, we see signs that maybe things aren't going to be great, but uh, you know what? We're all still putting two feet on the ground in the morning, aren't we? Yeah, and you'll have a drumstick in your mouth either way. So take it easy, Alan. Peace out, my man. See Meanwhile. Ya. You'll be just as good as your dad. What's going on here? Keep your eyes on that, uh, that mirror right there. Don't even have tire. Listen, you have You don't even have a donut, buddy? <laughs> He's not even, like, headed for the exit either. He just keeps going. All right, well, <laughs> jeez. We have Alyssa Meyer. She's vice president of technology over at RxO, and I get to give her a special warm welcome because she's a Miami Red Hawk just like my sister. I didn't realize yes. that a supply chain management club there, by the way. What goes on in a supply chain management club at a college? You know, it's funny you bring that up. That was actually, uh, I think it was probably one of my favorite things outside of just my normal coursework I, I really did there at Miami. But um, it was cool. We took a lot of trips, uh, toured a lot of factories. We spent a lot of time in Detroit. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great club. I highly recommend it for anyone who's, who's out there at Miami U. So, Wow. Well, hey, you had a different logo last time you came on the show. It was the XBO logo. Now you have RxO on there. I'm really curious. Yes. First of all, what do you do over there? And what, like, what, it, what is different about RxO than XBO? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I, I'm our vice president of technology here at, um, at RxO. And I, I've been with the company here since about... Uh, 2014, obviously, it was was XPO for a long time, and uh, RxO spun off just about three and a half weeks ago. So really exciting times for us. Um, you know, RxO is now the fourth uh, largest full truckload broker in the United States, and um, we have some great complementary solutions like our managed transportation, freight forwarding, last mile delivery. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, we're just building on a foundation that's going to continue to just deliver superior value through things like our ops excellence, um, our really innovative technology, and our massive capacity network. So, 
You know, I remember in 2019, XBO, Brad Jacobs, I kind of mentioned, oh, we're doing these, these spinoff things. And he kind of teased it. And we were all like, what does that mean? What will that eventually yeah. be? And now we know a lot more about it. The RXO, for example, you're a tech-enabled brokerage. Um, I'm curious why the spinoff? Because it allows XBO, right, to operate fully in the LTL space. Um, tell us a little bit more about how the X RXO component works and what, we're, what we'll be experiencing moving forward. Yeah, so the RxO piece, you know, what what I like to say is it, it really allows us to um, go an inch inch wide and a mile deep in terms of our ability to really service our customers. So, um, and it also, I think, as an organization, it's a it's a, it's a much easier story to understand um, when we're really just focused on our tech-enabled truck brokerage offering um, and also those you know complementary services I, I mentioned beforehand as well. So, um, but our technology will continue to play a, a really prominent role. Um, and, you know, that really works hand in hand with, with our operations. That's really what sets us apart. Um, and, and, you know, the one thing I would say just through this entire spin process, what it's highlighted for me is, you know, the ones who really deserve all the credit are our operators and our, our technologists, because they're the ones who have been really working together hand in hand to deliver a really awesome results. So that's. That's pr- I mean, I don't want to say overnight because XBO has been around for a while, but it's pretty awesome to be able to spin off the fourth biggest brokerage basically overnight. That's that's really uh, that's really cool. And your team's already hard at work. You got together with the FreightWaves research team and you've put together a report on contract flexibility for shippers and carriers. Tell me a little bit about what you found in there. Yeah. So from a high level, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to better understand how um, like spot and contract dynamics are, are different between our shippers and carriers. And um, for us at RxO, we've always seen this as, as you know, great opportunity space. So um, it was wonderful to partner and work closely with the FreightWaves team. We came up with a survey and um, we were able to come up with some some really interesting insights. So ultimately, though, you know, both shippers and carriers want to be aware and be able to take advantage of these changing market conditions. Wow. So what were some of the key takeaways that you found in this report? Yeah. So, you know, the survey... I think for us really confirm that, you know, shippers definitely have a stronger tendency to concentrate their transportation and contract, you know, versus carriers who concentrate transportation and spot. But interestingly, both groups equally and heavily agreed that it's more favorable for their business to have rates that are really set over time. So what this means is essentially for the carrier side, expectations, not reality. You know, carriers like this idea of set rates and guaranteed revenue, but it's not really being achieved. And, you know, one of the things we think this could be attributed to is, you know, the fact that there's this perception that carriers make more money on the spot, on the spot market. And um, this could be true on like an individual load basis in a, in a stronger market. But when the market softens, demands down, that guaranteed volume, even if the rate is a little bit lower, is really how to remain profitable. You know, it's like, do you want to make $500 on one spot load or $300 each on two contracted loads that you're highly certain that you're going to be able to get? Interesting. So 85% of carriers, right? They have less than, than five trucks. So what is, why do you think carriers are thinking like that? And how does our RxO help in, uh, in this situation? Yeah, you know, I, I highlighted kind of the value of these contract opportunities, especially in a, you know, a soft market when demand's down because it can create that reliable revenue stream. Um, but for, like you mentioned, you know, 85% of carriers have less than five trucks. What does it mean to set up those contracts and get that reliable revenue? It means a lot of times making phone calls to shippers or brokers, trying to get your foot in the door and, and get access to those contracts. So 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, though, we've we've always kind of latched on and seen this as an opportunity, um, and we've we've made changes and implemented technology to really give our our carriers access to the to those contracts, and um, it's part of what really makes carriers want to work with us as well. So, um, two ways I'll highlight though that our technology really delivers these these contract opportunities to our carriers. The first is in our RxO Connect Carrier Web product. Um, so our carriers who sign up for this, they get direct access to contract freight opportunities right there in the tool. There's a, there's a section that's called Dedicated Lanes. And they can basically bid on these opportunities directly from the website. They can do things like specify the number of loads and the days of the week that they want um, that contract freight on. And they're able to really engage in setting up those contracts directly from the tool. So um, the second piece is our freight optimizer system, and that's our proprietary TMS software um, that we use in-house at, at RxO. And we have this really cool recommendation capability. And what it does is it goes through and it matches the carriers that we have in our network to dedicated freight opportunities. And it even comes up with a rate. Um, so these matches are then surfaced both to our operators so that they can look at these and and work with their carriers and, and build their relationships with their carriers. Um, but they're also surfaced digitally to our carriers through, um, you know, our, our, our technology tools and even via automated emails. So interesting. So most of these must, I mean, you're technology first, you've come out in 2022. So most of these loads must be digital, right? A lot of this is about helping that smaller carrier have the opportunities come to them. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. 100%. And, you know, yeah, our, I mean, just to add on, our tech has just been, it's been really key to our growth. And I, I want to, anytime you say automation, like that's a huge part of our story. So I have to chime in and <laughs> kind of uh, talk a little bit more about that piece. But, um, you know, if, if you hear us talk in, in other forums about our tech and, and the impact it has on our business, um, you know, for brokerage, 80% of our loads are either created or, or covered digitally. Um, so like going back to these contract opportunities, when you talk about, digital coverage, you know, getting our carriers set up on these opportunities, it really boosts our, our ability to, you know, automatically digitally cover freight. So when we set up a contract with a carrier, we're able to cover a lot, you know, a, a much larger volume of freight um, with relatively low effort. And at the end of the day, this really just allows our people to focus on um, more growth, building relationships with their carriers. And it also allows our, our carriers to really continue to be successful. So... Hey, before I send you and the RxO team off for Thanksgiving, I'm, of course, your brokerage, so will be working through Thanksgiving, so I can't really send you off, but <laughs> we will pretend. And I've got a question from the Wheel of Stupid Trivia Questions, thanks to OK Boomer. And this one is, who was the host that accidentally announced the wrong winner in the 2015 Miss Universe pageant? Oh, it was, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, but I can see his, I can, I can picture him. Um... I don't remember his name, but I remember <laughs> watching that. So was, I'll have to. Yeah, it was Steve Harvey. It was Steve Harvey. And if you Steve ever Harvey. need me to give away the Miss Universe pageant, I promise I'll say the right name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Let's see what's going on over at Douglas Distributing. They got some uh, Thanksgiving food already out for their drivers right here. Yeah, that looks delicious. Look at this. Uh. I gotta ask Rooster when he comes on. Is he is he a pecan, pecan, however the hell he says it in Georgia? Is he a pecan or a pumpkin pie guy? I can already see Justin in the green room. He's like licking his lips, thinking about what he'd grab out of that line over there. Maybe a corn on the cob. Look, little even a little puppy. That's like little Randy Savage. 
I gotta ask the guys too if they like when uh, when teams put these things together, or do you not want to hang out with all these people? Like, right? Like, I do. I do work all the time. It's the holidays. I don't want to be near any of you. Maybe not. I think it's really cool though. Um, let's bring the guys up. Well, hold on. First, hold on. XBO is driven to put your freight first with coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes as well as key routes to Mexico and Canada. XBO will help you get your shipments where they need to go on time and damage-free, all fine-tuned by over 35 years of world-class LTL experience. Tell them, Dooner. Learn more at ltlsolutions.xbo.com. And now let's do good news, bad news, just because my son likes to hear the bumper. Let's do another show Friday, right? Thanks again. I'm not going to be here. Are you going to be here? You guys are hardcore. You probably are going to work. I'm not. Not this year. Forget it. Not me. These guys are. Hey, Rooster. Hey, Super Trucker. There it is. Hey, Rooster. By the way, I heard you're like a fashion icon in China now. All the Chinese influencers are dressing up like farmers. Uh, What? I don't know what's going on. I guess they got to find something else to like rip off and carbon copy and all that. So they got to take care of the Southern American, that lifestyle. Now they got to appropriate your, uh, your farmer culture. Is it, is it pecan yeah. or pecan for uh, you, Georgia people? Uh, I'm trying to be on pecan in my ear. I don't, I don't, be on pecan. I, I don't know exactly where the break is. If it's the fall line at Macon, Georgia, or it's the Mason Dixon line, but I've always said uh, pecan pie. I know some people say pecan, but yeah, yeah. you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Plus, you sound like kind of uptight or something if you're like pecan pie, right? Uh, you know, carpet baggers. Yeah, weigh in on that, Justin. Where, what's your opinion here? You're a pumpkin pie guy, <laughs> so, anyway, are you? Uh, no, I love pecan pie. We oh. had two trees in our front yard growing up in Texas, and in Texas, it's pecan. Okay. Okay. Or you said that like you're yeah. like it's pecan because in Texas it's pecan. All right, I got it. I got it, guys. It's, well, it's almost all. By the way, I heard so it wasn't someone trying to speaking of pecans. Wasn't trying someone trying to bend you over a barrel rooster? Did you get them good? You sell those pecans? Yeah. What in the world? These <laughs> buyers thinking? Yeah, the, the, there there's some uh, money grubbers going around like thirty five, forty five cent a pound for seedlings, and I'm like, uh, no. You know, is that like is that extremely 75. that's extremely like deflationary in the pecan pricing game? Well, it makes you worry how many how much they got left in cold storage. You know, interesting. Uh, you know, seedlings are like the small, tiny. You know, about the size of you, the end of your pinky finger, uh, pecans. But you know, everybody sees the big ones. You know, the 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 Swannies, you know, the, the larger size pecans. So those are the ones that usually run like two thirty five a pound that you see on the pies and, you mm. know, nice dressed up culinary art stuff. Interesting. All right. Well, that's more about pecans than I think I've ever known before. And I'm excited. <laughs> I know I, you know, I do. I know Stephanie Stuckey over at Stuckey's. She might need some of those for you for her, her logs over there. She's not the Turkey of the year. There were a lot of options this year. There were a lot of idiots mm. out there in 2022. No shortage. There was even like echo idiots from 2020, like Trevor Milton. He got convicted this year. He's already been Turkey of the year for his indiscretions. So I can't just make him Turkey of the year every year. So we had to go through some different ones. My selection is on this video. I picked Chris Kirshner from Slink I roll this little tape right here and so the reason why, why is he spent all of his employees money paying these golf to, athletes to say 
Can we hear him? With our customers, we can hear I've a lot in terms of the Slink teams is, around these golfers. There's a lot that goes into talking the about how good Slink is. These golf things. He got a uh, logo put on the Tampa industry, what was it? The Dallas Stars Zamboni for, for some reason. He was trying That's to buy exactly an English football club. We know people who work there. They didn't get paid for over two months. I believe they raised about, according to PitchBook, about seventy million dollars. All apparently squandered. He's out of the company. And then to top it off, when he got suspended. Ben Wiesberger, and I'm proud to be part of Team Slink. When he got suspended, he turned off all their Gmail systems, too, and he locked a bunch of people out. So that is my vote for Turkey of the Year. Rooster, who is your vote this year? Uh, actually, this just happened here a few days ago, but uh, uh, Freon Group CEO Hardeep Singh, mm. who uh, just now... Uh, let his drivers know they're not going to get paid because they filed chapter 11 a week before they uh, uh, signed the last paychecks. Everybody found out that uh, they got an issue. Uh, you know, some drivers are reportedly being owed at least $17,000 a person. Uh, drivers were left stranded on the road because, you know, first thing the lawyers do when they file chapter 11, they mm. cut out all the expenses. So the fuel cards get shut down. They were guys in Utah that had to find a way home. Uh, one of their drivers had to spend $450 of his own pocket to get a tire for the truck to get back home to the, down to the terminal. Uh, you know, it, it's, and it's bad. You know, actually I got a, uh, honorable Rooster. mention free up. I got honorable mention real quick, Bill proud free on safety manager to come out to everybody's and told all these guys we're losing money. Sorry. We'll pay you when we can pay you. But keep well, we have working. A, we have a clip from uh, what was going on in front of that building. Can you roll that tape? Uh, there is a large group of truck driver, truck drivers here that uh, showed up to demand payment. They have not been paid in weeks. Uh, one gentleman said he was owned seventeen thousand. Another one, ten. Another one, fourteen thousand. And they just found out this morning that the company filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Uh, all these guys have, you know, bills to pay that they can't pay now because they have no money. Um, there's a lot of drivers that are stranded throughout the country with uh, with their equipment uh, and their fuel card is not working. So they either have to pay money out of their own pocket to get home uh, or they're... There's a lot of angry drivers. I mean, yeah. Rooster, all I'll say in terms of slank was... 3.8 million, I think, is uh, what he owed employees over there. This is a smaller company, but it reminds me a lot of like when Celadon happened. I guess when every time there's a trucking shutdown, as you mentioned, the fuel cars and everything, people are away from home and they're losing their job. It's even worse. And, you know, when you're at your desk at the office, at least when you know you get fired, it's probably not that long of a ride home for you. Here you're talking about having a front for tires and all sorts of uh, of BS like that. Uh, Super Trucker, who's your pick for Turkey of the Year? I would be um, ATA chief economist Bob Costello. Um, oh. There was an article earlier in the month saying that we can't pay truck drivers by the hour because they would work less. I mean, oh. that's just, yeah, like how, no, I I know we're on the internet, but I will I will hold my tongue for what I really want to say. No, I understand. <laughs> because because like unlike some of these other ones where they're costing drivers money or people money by just outright not mm -hmm. paying them. This is someone in a position of influence saying something like that that could ultimately yeah. hurt a lot of truck drivers in their pay. We know that the uh, the very contestable 80,000 driver shortage number, a lot of drivers have taken yeah. umbrage with that, as have our own freight <laughs> economists here who've looked at the data. I can tell you when I'm looking at like 4.2% 
rejections during peak season, it's not because there's too many drivers. That is not yeah. the reason that and that you, is. Uh, you can't you can't have large trucking companies with the turnover rates that they have and say that it's a trucker shortage. When you have turnover rates that high, that's showing you that it's a surplus of drivers, not a shortage. So these rooster, before we move on from this subject, the drivers who lost their job at that carrier, right? And their fuel cards are shut up. What do you do in a situation like that? If you're a driver, can you just abandon your equipment? Can you do whatever Uh, you want? No, cause, uh, you know, you can get popped with a, a, possibly a grand theft auto according to what the laws is that's their the property when he goes into chapter 11 it comes to property of the lawyer so you got to get oh. it back to them and release that because they will like in the selling on case the drivers that were holding out their equipment they got a uh, they got visits from state troopers and uh, wanting that uh, equipment either towed back or drove back Ugh, that is not cool well, hey, let's take a look at drivers driving through the holidays. Holidays can be a stressful time for some people. Roll some of these clips of uh, of drivers. You're some not happy that they got to work through the holidays, and some saying they're just not going to show up at all. I mean, obviously, a common every problem every year, regardless of your trucking or an office, people like the holidays off. But let's talk from a driver's perspective. Uh, Rooster, you ever just bail on the holidays? Uh, no, I. Don't bail. You know that's a bad thing to do for your job to bail on them, and yes. you know that's going to go on your that's going to go on your DAC report that you abandoned your truck, abandoned your job, and you know you try to hire on somebody else. They're going to see that. They're going to call that company and ask what happened, and you're going to have to explain the situation. And you know, hey, if you abandoned on them, how can I be assured that you're going to abandon on me? Mm. Yeah. Big problem with that super truck at the post office. People not showing up. Oh, yeah. Well, that's more because they have so many people. Um, oh, yeah. Also, everything's closed on Thanksgiving anyway. So that's true. Um, only like the really most senior people would show up because it's like double overtime for that day. Oh, yeah. Um, when I was over the road, I was always I would tell myself I'm not going to be able to make anything for Thanksgiving. And then if the possibility of something happened popped up, I would jump on it immediately. But I'm not one of those guys that would like park the truck and then, you know, fly fly home you don't want to abandon your equipment the only I know time a FEMA guy, i was able to do something to government guys i know a fema guy justin and like all they care about is their meal stipend and time and a half <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've, ne- like I've never seen two if you go to lunch with someone who works for the government and has a stipend they will never shut up about their damn stipend and they won't buy you lunch either with it <laughs> and that's why I, I you know called bob costello turkey of the year because you know if you're paying drivers by the hour they're going to be working their butts off these guys that yeah. you know, if you incentivize uh, working on a holiday for a little extra money, there are definitely guys that are going to jump on that. Well, there's some good ways to incentivize drivers to do that, and that's to make you care. I showed that distribution center. First of all, let me ask you guys that. Do you like when the holidays, they had something like that where the drivers could come to you and get some food you're out on the road? Or do you think it's you'd rather have like $15 in your pocket? Oh, no. Yeah. You know, free meal. No, we're never going to pass that up. Sure. Yeah, you I, mean, know free, I mean, what, what, what complain about? They, they bring out a spread, you know, I let mean, me, re- okay. Let me rephrase ham it. sandwiches or something. Let me rephrase it. Should every carrier be doing some kind of spread? Is that a, nece- is that necessary? I, I mean, it shows appreciation to the drivers. So you yeah. provide a spread like that, you know, uh, but the only problem is anytime they do a spread like that, what happens? It's, the, the few drivers are actually the workers, at the terminal right? and it winds up becoming, it winds up becoming office personnel. Then that gets rolled around. I'm not showing appreciation for drivers because you didn't 
take care of everybody, just the people that showed up. What about RMS carriers? We got a picture of these guys. They, they did a little function here for coming in Thanksgiving. Rooster, you covered the story on backthetruckup.com. What were they doing for the holidays? Yeah, Rick Spann, the owner CEO of uh, RMS Carriers out of uh, Columbia, South Carolina, he did a little bit of a food drive and a CDL job fair where they gave away a hundred turkeys and hams to the first, you know, the first hundred people that showed up uh, last Saturday. Uh, we actually invited him onto the Beat the Back to Truck Up podcast. We're going to be recording here pretty soon to have that and uh, talk with him how he founded this company, brought it up from being a solo driver up to a, a fleet operator. Wow. Love those stories. And they're, they're doing well and they're taking care of the drivers. I mean, no complaints yeah. right there. How about this though? Do you like, so I remember during the pandemic, there was a P when we covered some of these stories was like, there was kids who made sandwiches for drivers and they stuck out at rest stops. Well, yeah. take a look at this. This, this isn't a kid. This is an adult. Take a, take a look at this video and tell me what your thoughts are. Hi. Thanksgiving play, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. You're very welcome. On behalf of 18 Wheels Matter, we say thank you. Thank you. You are very welcome. You have a wonderful Thanksgiving, sir. And you do the same. Thank you. All right, so these people walking around on Trucks America on 18 Wheels, yeah. handing people plates of Thanksgiving food. We're sitting there, as you see the guy was smoking a butt. He was like, what the hell? It's, it's an inspection. <laughs> He's totally confused and blindsided. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, let's start with you, Justin. You like it? You like it when someone knocks on the truck and gives you a plate? Uh, if they're giving me a plate, yeah. If they're knocking on my truck for, you know, getting me to move or whatever, uh, you know, not so much. But it was that was a nice touching thing that they did. I would... I kind of I kind of prefer to have like the table set up and you pick out what you want, you know, because not not that I would never turn away a free meal, but you know, at least with the spread, you you pick what you want. You don't want to waste anyone's food. Would you complain to them when they bring it to you? Like, hey, it would have been this is great, but it would have been nice if you let me get in line with everyone else. Uh, they were nice enough to keep it covered at least, so you know, no complaints. What's up? You're not worried they're poisoning? They're trying to poison the king rooster? You don't think they're trying to get you? Uh... <laughs> I mean, you know, I've actually got had a grab bag given to me before, you know, back during the the pandemic when I was driving. But, you know, it's great for like community outreach to give drivers, you know, uh, meals and food, stuff like that. And, you know, I wouldn't turn it away, you know, might poke it, smell around, make sure it's not poison, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Feed it to that little rat terrier of yours, see if he makes it to the uh, next hour, then <laughs> you're good to go. Uh, no, don't test on your animals. That's a horrible idea. What do you guys think of this? So there's uh, these are really cool. We have NASA on the show all the time, once a month here on What the Truck, and usually I don't talk about, like, these kind of uniforms, but I thought these were really, really neat. Do we have the other picture with the helmet? And as an astronaut, yeah, take a look at those. What do you think of it? This is for, let's see here. This is going to be in their Army-Navy game, USA Today reports. No other institution of higher education in America has produced more astronauts than the United States Naval Academy. So go Navy, go Nathan Strang, go uh, what is Sal. He's a Navy guy, isn't he? Well, they're putting this together for their game against Army, and it's going to take place December 10th. Uh, Navy won last last season, seventeen to thirteen. And here's a little another interesting tidbit I didn't know: the uniforms, letters, and numbers are in Helvetica font because it's the one that NASA has used for decades. So if you didn't know what font NASA used, there you go, it's Helvetica. Lots of cool little trivia on those uniforms. I'm an Air Force brat, so I have no dog in this fight. Um, but they are pretty cool uniforms. Um, here's a dumb question: Is there a Space Force football team? 
I don't think there is a space. Not force yet. Ball. There's there no space force university yet. Let's see, what what, do you see think? what those uniforms look like. What do you think, Rooster? I think they're pretty sharp. I Justin didn't sound sold to me. Are we getting one on? Uh, are we going to somehow get one on the the helmet wall of fame at uh, Freight Alley? I, I, there's more space for it now, so yeah, maybe we'll get one uh, down there. Yeah, they. I mean, what those? did he do with those? What? Yeah, what did he do with those after they get done? I mean, that's about. Uh, I I hope they don't send them down to, you know, out to overseas to you know to what? give away you out get, there. I mean, you get auction these things. It's it's like fifty three custom helmets, I know. Rooster. I don't yeah. think you're going to cause know, like but... global pollution. I don't know. I'm into him. I'm into I'm into I got homework for you guys. So during this break, during this Thanksgiving break, there is a trucking movie that it's relatively new. I won't lie. It did kind of escape my radar because uh, it came out last year, but it's on HBO. If you don't have HBO, I can I'll give you other means of finding this particular thing. I know some <laughs> websites that can help you out, but it's a new trucking movie. Let's take a look at the trailer. Let's see if it's any good. You want to get the jump? Which one of you buttholes is that? Okay, Danny. Takes eight pounds of pressure oh, to break like your humors. Remake it. Like over the top, right? Over the we top. Need a ringer. I'm sorry I punched you in the breast. No, it felt really cool. Come with me on the road. Oh, arm wrestling isn't going to solve my problems anymore. I'd like to have my scum. This is actually based on Ingrid's life. Order. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. I'd like to see some of this alone on the beach. Day. Huh? What about Over the Top 3? Ingrid versus Stallone. <laughs> oh, that would be Is it, Guys, is this a real thing? Is there like a trucking bar arm wrestling league? Like, are truckers really into the no. National Arm Wrestling Championship? No, I, I, I have no idea why there isn't one. Like, how did this become a trope? Like, I know Over the Top, but how did it make it to a second movie? I have no idea. It's going the uh, all-female Ghostbusters reboot, Rad I see. Well, yeah, but can, Rooster, can we look into this? Can you do an article on the arm wrestling, uh, the truckers, if, there, if that even exists? <laughs> I need you to investigate this now. It, <laughs> oh, great. I, I don't know if it exists, but I'll look into it. Like, crazy sports yeah. truckers are into. Being a loser. Like, this is like Ingrid and Rachel Premack. So, like, Ingrid's like the veteran arm wrestler of the trucking beat, right? And she's going against, like, this. That's what I'm getting from this preview. She's like, there's the champion of the league, that one lady, and she ripped the rotor cuff on the veteran trucker. And now she has to train Rachel Premack to become, like, the champion of this arm wrestling circuit. Do you guys think weight matters in arm wrestling, Justin? You think that weight gives you an advantage? No, I've I've arm wrestled plenty of guys. I am not a very good arm wrestler at all. Oh. It's all about technique and getting the jump on the other guy. Really? What about you, Rooster? Are you good at arm wrestling? Uh, actually, no, I'm not that not that good at it. How, well, how do you? How many? When's the last time you tested yourself? Oh, I had to be like seventh or eighth grade, you know, something like that. All right. Well. We'll have to we'll have to rebring this one up now. Before I let you guys go, I've been giving everyone wheels stupid trivia because it's a holiday. Uh, let's Love see. It. I will let guess the number between one and three. Rooster, three. All right, Rooster, you're going first. What spinning toy claimed to help people who have trouble focusing become a popular trend in 2017? Fidget spinner. Oh yeah. Did you have one? Were those good while driving? Will that keep you engaged? Uh, uh, I. Had one or two, but it kind of like fell out of favor. 
Justin's like, yeah, I'm spinning one. one right now under the desk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, where are you guys? On my desk, like, my hands well, you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Justin, you going anywhere special? Uh, we're going out to dinner with the, the father-in-law and the whole family. Out to dinner? I used to be a waiter. You'd make bank those nights. I'll always hate you because I had to work oh, on yeah. Thanksgiving. Rooster, down on the farm for you. Yeah, we're getting everything thawed out now to get it to get started and get stuff in the smoker. Well, hey, everybody out there, drive safe. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Find me on Twitter, at Timothy Dinner. Find them at Back the Truck. Subscribe to What the Truck, wherever you get podcasts. Peace and love.